Hello, my name is Precious Rose Dunlap, and this is my mother, Michelle Timlake Roll, founder of Marjorie's Beef Jerky Incorporated. We would at this time like to thank our new customers as well as our repeating customers for your business. For every one million orders that we receive, our company is giving two million dollars away to the bottom of 400 of our paid customers. You see, that's the way we roll. So come place an order at www.marjoriesbeefjerky.com. That's www.marjoriesbeefjerky.com. Marjorie's Beef Jerky is the best tasting beef jerky on this planet. Marjorie's Beef Jerky. Yeah, that's right, because that's the way we roll. The old renaissance is the new renaissance, standing on tradition while embracing the spirit of distinction. This is the Harlem Brewing Company, uniquely crafted beer brewed to deliver a taste, a sound, and a feeling that can only be described in one way, Harlem style. So come and take a trip on the A-Train with our Harlem Sugar Hill Golden Ale and our Harlem Renaissance Whitbeer, the neighborhood original. Sponsored by Harlem Beer Distributing North Carolina, found at Total Wine locations at Burkdale, Ballantyne, Woodlawn, Concord, and Total Wine and more, Parktown Village. For more information, log on to their website at harlembeernc.com. This is the HBCU Football Daily Podcast for today, Wednesday, November 3rd. I'm Donald Ware. We're going to transition into week 10 of HBCU football, and it begins on Thursday night. It's an ESPNU game as Morgan State is going to play host to Delaware State. Now, Delaware State is playing some really good football this year. And I don't, I don't think like the way the MIAC is playing out right now. And it's listen, we can talk about there are only six football playing teams, and what does the future of the MIAC look like, and all of those things. The present of the MIAC looks pretty good. I mean, you can't tell me that Norfolk State right now is not one of the top five teams in HBCU football. Got a dynamic quarterback. In Jawan Carter, I, I know I've talked a lot about uh, Shador Sanders and what he's done. I mean, I think I don't think there's any doubt Shador Sanders would be your rookie of the year. But I mean, if 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 we're looking at an MVP right now, certainly Jawan Carter is in that conversation, no doubt about it. Right? Like South Carolina State started out what one and four. Uh, has won three straight ball games, right? So, like, South Carolina State is looking pretty good uh, right now as well. So you can't tell me that those two teams aren't really, really good. And Delaware State fell to South Carolina State by six points. Delaware State's got a good football team, um, very, very solid. Morgan State is struggling, but any coach will tell you, hey, Morgan plays hard. I, I know that's not a lot of consolation, but I guess my point is anything can happen when you give all of the effort, I just don't think the the Bears have the talent. But Delaware State's really, really good, and uh, the Miac is is uh, is is playing some good uh, football. But that is the Thursday night game. Morgan State is hosting Delaware State. Langston's going to look to get back on track. Uh, was undefeated, lost last week. Is going to host Arizona Christian 
an, an important game because in the NAIA, you, I, I, I can't remember if you get an automatic bid if you win the conference. I just remember a couple of years ago, Langston was like 8-2, and two, may have been like 9-1 and one and did not get invited to the NAIA. I don't remember if, if, if the uh, Lions won the conference that year, but if you're Langston, boy, you, you, you definitely want to get back on track looking forward to the NAIA um, uh, playoffs, but also winning the Sooner Athletic Conference. Texas College is going to be looking uh, for a victory, playing uh, Southwest Assemblies of God. That is a conference game. Bethune-Cookman going to be looking for its first victory of the season. Allcorn State may be a little bit vulnerable uh, right now, coming off the loss to Southern. Bethune-Cookman is coming off a bye week, so played nine straight weeks without a bye. Played in some good games, um, some tough games, uh, lost some games by uh, larger margins. And when I look at the Wildcats recalibrated, Terry Sims on the conference call said, hey, we got back to pure basics before we even thought about Alcorn State. And so, I mean, listen, this is a game. I'm not saying uh, Bethune-Cookman is going to win this game, but it it is a game that Bethune-Cookman could win. Alabama A&M is at home hosting Mississippi Valley State, a a solid Mississippi Valley State team. Like, it's won a couple of football games uh, this year. It it played Jackson State relatively well. I mean, that's not a gimme football game for Alabama A&M. You know, I look at Aquil Glass. He he was able to bounce back in the victory against Alabama State uh, this past uh, Saturday uh, in the uh, Magic City Classic. Right, but Mississippi Valley State gonna play some good defense on you, right? So we'll see ultimately how that plays out. Lincoln of Missouri uh, is on the road at Emporia State. Jackson State hosts Texas Southern. Jackson State close to wrapping up. Uh, it's still, you know, you still got three games left, but but getting closer to wrapping up that Eastern Division crown. And remember, Jackson State would have to lose it uh, would have to lose two games. Uh, at le- would have to lose two games, and Florida A&M would have to win uh, its remaining games for Florida A&M to take the crown. But you know what? Florida A&M, if it keeps winning, putting itself in position. This may be, this could be the first time in a long time uh, where we've seen the uh, conference, cha- the, um, excuse me, the, uh, the, uh, lost my train of thought there. Uh, we could see a team in the playoffs. Uh, excuse me. We could see a team in the playoffs uh, from the SWAC. Been a long, long time. Listen, everybody, we, we, you got to remember for so many years, and I, I this probably won't be the year. The reason why, and this won't be the year because Grambling and Southern, but the reason why there never been a team for so many years to, uh, a SWAC team to participate in the Division One AA or now FCS playoffs is because of the Bayou Classic and when it was played, you know. And then, I mean, I guess to some degree now the SWAC championship game, which was reinstituted in '99. So, if my if memory serves me correctly, it it had been at least since '99, '98 uh, that there had not been a SWAC team in the FCS playoffs 
maybe things change this year, right? Because you got to figure season in when the season ends, Jackson State is going. If Jackson State continues to roll, it's going to be uh, the the representative in the SWAC championship game, right? Uh, and I wonder how Deion Sanders feels would feel about that, right? Like, you know, it's good um, to 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 win a SWAC championship, play in the Celebration Bowl, but man, he's got a team that could maybe do some damage in the FCS playoffs. How do you, how do you feel about that, right? So, you know, my thing is, Florida A and M continues to win. We already know the SWAC East would be wrapped up, so the selection committee from the FCS definitely could consider without a doubt uh could consider um uh uh florida a&m for an at-large berth and then on the western division side so it's prairie view a&m and Alcorn state both control uh their own destinies and if you get to that matchup and let's say prairie view a&m wins it well you know, then you know Prairie View A&M is going to the SWAC championship game. Doesn't matter what happens in the Bayou Classic. But I don't know. Now, Alcorn State's got four losses, right? But let's say Alcorn State wins, okay, that matchup against Prairie View A&M. Then PV, with only two losses on the season, definitely, and the season plays out, definitely would not be going uh, to the SWAC championship game, could it get in the at-large berth? So this is the year, because Grambling and Southern are down, where we could see a team from the SWAC get an at-large berth to the FCS playoffs. I think the last time that a that a uh, a, a, a an HBCU got an at-large berth to the FCS playoffs was got to go back to the 2016 season when A&T got an at-large berth as, of course, North Carolina Central won the conference that year outright. Miles is hosting Tuskegee, so things are not settled in the SIAC's Western Division. Miles uh, still has a shot. I think Tuskegee still has a shot as well. Pivotal matchup, pivotal, pivotal matchup um, in that football game. Bowie State hosts Elizabeth City State. Bowie State is rolling. Already wrapped up the CIAA's Northern Division. I think if you're Bowie State, you know, you're looking beyond the championship game, right? Like, you, I'm not saying looking past, right? Looking not not looking past Elizabeth City State. So you're gonna you're gonna you know you're you got to go out and win this game. Don't sleep on Elizabeth City State. Like, the Vikings have been sort of interesting this year, to say the least. Beating Winston Salem State, who is playing much better now, beating Shawan, right? You gotta you if if you're Bowie, you gotta put the pedal to the metal and take care of the Vikings. North Carolina A&T going to be on the road at Charleston Southern. Shawan is hosting Lincoln of Pennsylvania. Hampton is hosting Gardner-Webb. Johnson C. Smith getting its first victory of the season last week. It's going to be hosting Livingstone. Kentucky State is hosting Central State. St. Augustine's is hosting Shaw uh, in uh, for the, of course, that battle, the Raleigh Classic, uh, right? And uh, Shaw wants to finish the season out on a strong note. Uh, six and three right now. Seven and three would be great. Can't, uh, but it, and I don't think Shaw really has an opportunity at a at an at large berth for the Division Two playoffs. But if you're Shaw, you want to finish the season on the right foot. This is a rivalry game. You do not want St. Augustine to get its first victory of the season against you. Florida Memorial is hosting Weber International. Arkansas Pine Bluff is hosting 
Grambling, Prairie View A&M is hosting Alabama State, one of those tricky games. Prairie View A&M is playing very well. Alabama State's got a new coach. The defensive coordinator takes over uh, from Donald Hill Ely. A lot of times when that happens, it's a, it's some rejuvenation uh, within the program. He's going to do some things a little bit differently as a defensive-minded guy. You know, he's definitely going to be going out, to, uh, going to uh, looking out, uh, going out, and looking to stop Prairie View A and M uh, from an offensive uh, perspective. Prairie View A and M again has its eyes set on a Western Division crown. Tennessee State's going to be at home taking on UT Martin's a tough matchup for the, uh, excuse me, Tennessee State's on the road, on the road, Tennessee State on the road against UT Martin. Uh, Tennessee State has won four games in a row. Uh, can Tennessee State continue to roll on? The Fountain City Classic, not as much meaning this year as Albany State's already wrapped up the SIAC's Eastern Division. Still a good battle uh, against Fort Valley State in Columbus, Georgia. Benedict is hosting Lane. Clark Atlanta is hosting Morehouse. Nice rivalry game, city game there in Atlanta. Fayetteville State is hosting Winston-Salem State. It's a rivalry game. Fayetteville State has already wrapped up the CIAA's uh, Southern Division. But if you're, you know, if you're Fayetteville State, again, you're looking at, you're not looking, you know, you can't look past Winston-Salem State, but you're looking uh, at a potential playoff birth so it's a must win north carolina central is hosting norfolk state can the eagles upset norfolk state it is a battle of two former and not only two well two former uh teammates at north carolina central when they played but also a battle of uh, dawson odom is at, now as the head coach at norfolk state and trey oliver the head coach at north carolina central trey oliver was the defensive coordinator under uh Dawson Odom. So these two teams know each other very well, very, very well. Howard or South Carolina State is hosting Howard. Virginia Union is hosting Virginia State, a battle of two teams separated by about 20 or 25 miles or so. West Virginia State is hosting West Liberty. Savannah State hosting Edward Waters. Again, if you're Savannah State, you're looking, you've got your eye on a playoff berth with only two losses, a Division II playoff berth. This is a must-win for the Tigers. And in a uh, a rivalry type of game, uh, going back in the day of two uh, storied uh, HBCU programs, Southern is hosting Florida A&M. That game is going to be bananas. Off the chain, sold out there, no doubt, at Mumford Stadium. So that's a look at the Week 10 schedule and some of my thoughts on some of the matchups. You can give me your thoughts. Hit me up via Twitter at BoxToRow, B-O-X-T-O-R-O-W, or on my personal Twitter account at DWare1, at DWare1. Thank you for listening to the HBCU Football Daily Podcast where you're going to get opinions, you're going to get information, and we're going to get you uh, taken care of and um, uh, give you uh, thoughts uh, and uh, information as it relates to HBCU football. Don't forget to tell a couple of friends about the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. 
talk with you soon. Box to Row. Box to Row.com is the website for all of your HBCU sports needs. From the game of the week feature to interviews to the latest news in the world of HBCU sports. Box to Row.com has you covered. Missed a week of From the Press Box to Press Row? Box to Row.com has all the archive shows. Don't forget to check out the All American teams and weekly media coaches' bowls. From the Press Box to Press Row. And Box to Row.com. Your HBCU sports leader.